the morning after people are torching Casey Middlestad for that offside goal last night that would have given Jack Quinn the first goal of the season and made it a 4-2 game and put the game back in reach. People are torching Casey Middlestad. Where do you want me to start here? Without question, the worst game that they played this year. Um, what is it? Social media is is uh, shitting on them for not skating well, out of the these zone. These are fans. These are fans, and they their okay. opinion matters. And and how, you know, like they expect certain things from their players. So but are we? Uh, well, let me ask you a question. You, you know, you 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 talk about Casey Millstead. You're you're talking about social media is up. Talking about Casey that Milstead. particular play okay, that would have so, made it a four two game had he okay. busted his ass out of the zone. That's it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I hear my coach. Now are we blaming? That, not, are we? Are we? We're strictly right now. We're gonna drop a big shit on Casey Middlestad on that play. Is that what we're doing? Oh, no, 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 no. And I know that's how you want it to be perceived because that makes it more fun for you. But okay. That's how, not, about that's, how about this? How about this? How about I'm just pointing out, out a play? How, how about, about we just, leave Craig, you out of it? Craig, how about we just listen to me for a second? Everything. Why am I not allowed to ask that question on behalf of our fan base? For one second. Do you think the fan base, do you think, do you think it's acceptable what he did? Do you think that he should be sitting because of what he did? I don't think I'm asking the fan base. I'm asking the fan. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you. I don't even want your opinion on it. Okay. I want to know, do you think the fan base feels that Casey Middlestat should get sat because of that play? Yes. That's all I want to know. I'm not saying the entire fan base. I'm saying there are fans. And and this is why I know it because, because someone was messaging me about it. And I went and I remembered the play last night in the game. I stayed up for the whole game. Okay. Then I watched a couple episodes of Entourage after because I was I was still away because from my late night coffee. My point is I went into my my Twitter search and I just typed in Casey Middlestad to see what fans were saying. And there are fans that are like, what is, what is happening here? Why is he back out there on the five-on-three right after being rewarded after he basically caused caused, caused the, team the goal, goal to be call, called so back? So he's the one who caused the goal. Craig, you're, you don't don't speak to me like I'm the one that feels no, I'm that taking way. you I'm, out of it. I'm taking you out of it. Well, We've yeah, already well, talked about that. Well, I don't we don't want to well, argue well, about I'll tell anything. You what, okay? I'm, I'm taking offense to your tone. Then I, maybe I shouldn't do that. You, but all I'm you saying are taking is, offense to my tone. What I'm trying to say is I don't agree at all. Well, I don't that. disagree you know with them. How many times that happens? All, all, all the fans that don't like this play and think that Casey Middlestat should get sat, okay? No, he shouldn't have got sat. This this play, it's not like, just sit there and think that Casey Middlestat should be drinking 10 Red Bulls. So every single minute he's on the ice, he's like sprinting all over the place 100 miles an hour is not going to happen. That is a play. Uh, it was unfortunate that it happened. Everything is like by the inches in this game and Casey Middlestat's, you know, offside by an inch because what he didn't sprint from one, one spot to another to get on side. It happens a thousand times a year. Okay. And in this particular moment, it caused the team a goal. Am I going to sit there and bench Casey Middlestat? Absolutely not. He's played very, very well. As far as I, as far as what I've watched of Casey Middlestat this year, he's been buzzing. He's been playing very well. And, and no, and I would like to say this: been, he shouldn't have been sad. But I like the argument, though. I appreciate the fans noticing and wanting players to be held accountable when, when maybe appropriate. I just wanted to bring the argument to the table. I think he's played 
really well for this hockey team. He was by far the best player on the ice against Calgary. And that was arguably one of the best teams in the league. They beat him six, three. He was buzzing all over the ice. Now, yes, we're talking about Tate or we're talking about, uh, um, you know, Alex Tuck and his hat trick. And we're talking about Rasmus Dahlin and all his goals, but we're not, you, you can't overlook other players that are playing exceptionally well. And Casey Middlestat's played very well. So in this situation, no, I'm not benching Casey Middlestat and no, has, you know, we're going to give him a peepee slap because, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, our young, our young stud, uh, in Jack Quinn didn't get his, didn't get his goal. I mean, things happen. You move on from them. There was a five on three right after in Casey Middlestat went out. It is absolutely the right thing to do. Don Granado did the right thing by putting Casey Middlestat back on the ice because he's worked his ass off the entire year. Yeah, I can see why people would want him to be benched for that if they understood what was going on. But I, 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 I don't feel that it that's necessary. I agree, I agree with you. However, there are many people that disagree with us. And that that's why I'm glad we were able to talk about it because it was a big topic of conversation. Another big topic. So are we talking about coach potato to a coach potato? Is that what we're talking about? What do you mean? The people that want Casey Middlestat to get sat in that situation. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with any, anybody who thinks that Casey Middlestat should have got benched because Jack Quinn didn't get his goal. Okay. It happens. Things happen on the ice. I am not going to sit there and blame Casey Middlestat because the team sucked right from the start. Absolutely awful. Okay. Casey Middlestat entire year has worked his ass off. Go and watch every single game. So we're going to penalize a guy that has put the work in every single game because he didn't skate a hundred miles an hour out of the zone. Yeah. He was the first one on the four check. He was the first one on the four check again. Okay. Because you know who he's playing with? I won't even say it. Who doesn't go in corners, doesn't four check, doesn't do anything. Okay. But we're going to sit there and shit on Casey Middlestat because he didn't skate out of the zone fast enough. I mean, no. Okay. Good. Don't agree with it at all. Uh, and Skinner, you know, Skinner and um, Thompson. Terrible. I don't even like, listen, I mean, the whole team did not play well. There's a lot of players that did not play well. I didn't think Comrie played well. Um, yes, they they served him up a couple hotcakes. Like, you know, what is what is Owen Power doing on the second goal? You have an aerial pass on a backhand flipping through the air and the guy goes on a breakaway. How's that even possible? Okay. That's a that's a that's a breakdown from Owen Power that should never happen, but it did, and they scored, and you and you kind of move on from it. But I didn't like, I didn't like the two power play goals. I didn't like the McCann goal, okay, um, which was a cross um, going down. Um, it was on the power play, and it went from one side to the other, all the way to the other side, and he snapped it top corner. For me. I would, it was a, it was a nice goal. It was a nice goal by McCann, but I would like to see a save there. Um, he didn't the next goal. I didn't like the, uh, the Beneers goal. It, uh, the fourth goal. I did not like it at all. Now that being said, you know, pilot terrible, you know, defensive play on that. You're sitting there going down, blocking shot. It deflected off him. But again, Comrie was not in his net. He wasn't even in the right position in his net. This goal should never go in, even though I don't like the way uh, uh, Pilot played 
played uh, th- that situation. There was a lot of breakdowns, a lot of breakdowns. But listen, there was a lot of breakdowns because Seattle was fresh. They were mentally fresh. They had a they had um, they had their legs going, and it is clear. It is clear that there's a big difference when you do not have Matias Samuelson and Henry Yokiharu in the lineup. You're taking two of your top four defensemen, and sorry, but you're not replacing them. You're not going to replace them with the uh, with the same with the same type of talent. And you know, um, the team was flat. Jeff Skinner was flat. Tage Thompson was flat. You know, and I can literally go through the entire team. I did not see, did not see the spark. But again, there's no panic. There's no panic. They've played really, really good hockey. They're they're four and two after six games. I know, but here's the thing. I know, but here, here's the thing. There is, there is no panic. They're four and two, but the difference is there's a big difference between four and two and five and one, in my opinion. And when when they were going on this road trip, if you looked at it and said. With the way Vancouver's playing, they need to win that game and they need to win Seattle. You know, those well, are the, they, because and and that would have been fine. And they they lost one of the games that I thought well, no games a give me, but but that I thought was more of a gimme than even Vancouver might have been. You know, yes, so, you would think that, but Seattle's actually played quite well this year. They're they're a team that you can't really you can't take them lightly. They're, can't take anyone know, likely. Like, they're three, Arizona, three, and right? two in eight games. They're a five hundred hockey team. They work exceptionally hard. Um, you know, and 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 what you just said right now, there's a big difference between four and two and five and one. You know what that is? One win. That's that's being that's being in third place in the NHL with six games played. The two teams ahead of you are Vegas, who's played eight games, and Boston's played seven games. So. You would be sitting in third place if they were to win the game. If we could always go back and say, what if, right? But I mean, it, for me, it's, it's, it's not really about the record right now. They, they, those, those wins were massive in, on the, that road trip. I think it was a very successful road trip. They dropped the ball in Seattle. I'm okay with it. They're going to go back. They're going to, they don't even have to do video on the game. They really I had, don't I had them at they two beat and two themselves. at best on that trip. Two and two and two. Oh, if they were to go two and two on that trip, I would have been ecstatic. I could, I could have seen that. I could see them going with the teams that are playing. I could see them going zero and four. All right. So they came ahead, out with an they, unbelievable. They, they, I, I like what I see with this team, but I'll, I'll say it again. Losing Matias Samuelson and Yoki Haru, you get to see that you're, you're, you know, Owen Power is, I mean, he is going to be a world-class defenseman, world-class, but he is a rookie. He is going to make mistakes like he did last night, and that's okay. And this is, is where the young players are going to learn a valuable yes. lesson right now yes, is because they, not, they, they, they play Seattle last night. They fly home. Maybe they fly home today. I, I don't know what their travel was, but my guess is they fly home last night after the game they have today. They have Montreal tomorrow at home. Then they have Friday. No Which game. will not be easy because no. Montreal is kind of like one of those teams that are They're very, very similar dangerous to Buffalo. right now. They're very similar to Buffalo. Yes. Okay. Like they're similar to Buffalo. Yep. Uh, um, then you have Chicago, who and I would talked have talked about that with Jeremy Roenick, and they are just surprising teams. 
Well, they're they're the worst team in the league. They are hands down the worst team in the league. There's no question about it that that you know when you look at the lineup, when you look at the lineup on paper, Chicago Blackhawks are the worst team in the league. But it's not about what's on paper. It's about what you provide on the ice. It's about the work that you put in. It's about the details that you that you follow um, through the systems and how you do things. Okay, and you know Luke Richardson, the new coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, has played has done exceptional things with the Chicago team. They're on right now a four game winning streak, four game winning streak, and they're not looking back. They're looking they're looking to improve, and then they have Detroit who's playing pretty well. I mean, this Detroit is one of the, is one of the two teams uh, going into the season that I, I thought the Sabres needed to be better than, and Ottawa's the other one. If you're going to show drastic improvement and, and development, those are the two teams that you, you have to beat that you have to be better than them. They played Ottawa earlier in the year. They beat them in the home opener. Now they played Detroit. Who's going pretty well. They've got some players playing really well. So their schedule does not get easy coming off this road trip you say that you say it doesn't get easier but if you're going to hit three games to come home to montreal chicago and detroit is exactly who you want to play great point because they're they're the three of the easiest teams that you're going to play in a row this entire season now if the sabers want to continue to build on what they've what they've done up to this point they're going to come back and they're going to take a little bit of bre- uh, break. I don't think you're going to overanalyze. I don't think the coaching staff, Matt Ellis and all, and, and, and all the boys that are doing the video, I don't think that they're going to sit there and, and you know pick out all of the poor decisions that were made in Seattle. I think what you're going to do, and I think what they should do, is you should be taking all of the great things that you did in Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver because there was a tremendous amount of of great interplay, the speed in which they played, their attack, their defense. They did a lot of great things, and I think that's the focus that the coaching staff will take. The Seattle game, they lost. They didn't play well. We're they're going to move on. Jeff Skinner's going to be better. Tage Thompson's going to be better. You know, Alex Tuck's going to be better. The whole team will be better in the next game, and that's going to be their focus. It's not well, going to be about what they they didn't do in Seattle. It's going to be about what yeah, the, they the did next game in the might be. Games. Next game might be their focus, but they do have a long term focus too. Like, come on, they want to be a team that that. I mean, I don't know realistically consistent. what they think. Yeah, they want to be consistent. But I think if you want to be in the hunt, then you the next three games are more crucial than you think. Because as you mentioned, if you're going to come off a trip like that and whatever, are there three teams you'd rather play than these three? Because have you seen November? I haven't looked that far ahead. Okay, well, I have for them. I will look that far ahead, and I will say that you need to gobble up as many points as you can in the next three games. Yes, you do. Because you hit November, you have Pittsburgh, Care, it doesn't matter where they are. Forget where they are. I don't want to get into the home away home shit. Yeah, Pitt, Carolina. Well, it means something though. It means something. We're playing three games. Okay, at home. fine. Home at Pitt. Home. Yeah, the next three games are at home. But then you you're home to Pittsburgh on October on October second. Uh, happy birthday, Dad, that day. Um, in Carolina, in Tampa Bay, home to Arizona, home to Vegas, home to Boston, home to Vancouver, away in Ottawa, away in Toronto, away in Montreal. Home to St. Louis, home to New Jersey, home to Tampa Bay, away in Detroit. 
then you start December with Colorado. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, you're, you're, you're sitting there naming certain teams and you're like, Oh, that team sounds really good. And then all of a sudden you're looking at Arizona coyotes that are, that are beating top end teams. You know, you, you, you just have to play. Like there's so much parity in this league. I've never seen anything like it. Like when I came into this league and it was a long time ago, I don't even want to, uh, to give you the, the date in which I came into the league. But when you came into the league back then, your top place team, your top place team is going to kill the bottom place team in the NHL. They weren't even on the same stratosphere. It's like one is an elite team and one is like a team that can barely, barely beat uh, like an American hockey league team. That's the way it is, but not in today's game. In today's game, I would consider the Chicago Blackhawks the worst team in the league on paper. But here's the thing. They've just won four games in a row. They're four and two. They have the same record as uh, as um, the Buffalo Sabres. And and for that matter, you you go through all the other teams that are that are doing well: Colorado Avalanche, Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers. They're four two and one. You know this this game right now. It's extremely hard to win games, but it's very 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 easy to lose them. Okay, and the teams that are the most consistent. The teams that follow the coach's system to a T that are almost not robots. I don't want people that are listening, thinking that robots, like they're not going to be able to do anything. They can't do this. No, it, you stay within the structure on, on how to play the game properly and you will win more games because of that. And it, you'll create more offense. You'll create more opportunities to score. You'll create less defensively. If, Everyone, every single shift, every single period, every single game, every single month. If you do that, you will win more games. Well, we'll see how they rebound as they come home tomorrow. They're going to be tired. That's going to be, they're going to be a little bit uh, sluggish. So they'll have to. I, well, you know what? I, you know, that, I, I look at that. I look at that, PD. That's a good point. But they played on Saturday night in Vancouver. So they had Sunday off. They had Monday off. They had one game on Tuesday. Wednesday is off and then play Thursday. I think they're going to be rested. I, I just think they dropped the ball in Seattle. I really do. And, and it happens and they're going to learn from it and they're going to be better for it. But they need to go out and they need to work like they did in a, in a number of other games that they've played this year. Well, we look forward to that. I really do. I that's I look forward to seeing how they play against Montreal. That is first, first period is going to be awesome to watch just to see how they react, to see how they come out and to see how they play. It's going to tell a lot about the team. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.